Okay, I'm recording. I almost said welcome to Midtown Mythos. <laughs> oh, whoops! Wrong show! Oh, man. <laughs> welcome to the Longshot Club. I'm Noel. I'm Ellie. I am Bran. And if you were able to decipher my completely nonsensical attempt at a hint last week, uh, this week we are watching Brazil, the Terry Gilliam cult comedy, one would argue, which is basically 1984 done by Monty Python. Oh, boy. Yeah. So, now, what are your sort of gut instinct reactions on hearing about what this film is kind of like? I mean, you know, I hear Monty Python and I pretty much assume nonsensical comedy. Um, and I don't mean that in a bad way, but like very much like kind of in your face, obvious comedy, not necessarily as... Um, Sticky, yeah. one might say. I, yeah, I'd say it's a little bit more of a shtick type comedy. Um, but again, that's not to say it's a bad thing. That can be great comedy. So I'm just curious to see how it all goes. And, you know, anybody that hears, I think the name Monty Python automatically like hears like coconuts for horse hooves. <laughs> so we'll see if there's any of that. Or, I'll <laughs> go to flesh wound. Yes. That. I'll go ahead and say, I think you'll be pleasantly surprised. This is slightly more subtle than that. Not much, but at least a little bit. <laughs> I'll take it. And what are your thoughts, Bram? Um, yeah, I mean, uh, when I think Terry Gilliam, Gilliam? Gilliam. Gilliam. Okay. Uh, when I think, uh, I, I, the only movie I, I know was directed by him that I've seen is Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, mm. uh, which is a great movie. Did I you love... ever see Time Bandits? No. Damn. Yeah. Uh, but I love Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. Uh, when I was young and liked to party, I, I aspired to be like that and never <laughs> even actually tried. I was I told myself, yeah, I'm going to party really hard. And then I just, you know, didn't, <laughs> um, which is probably for the best. He, he took, uh, um, Hunter S. Thompson took it a bit far. <laughs> we'll say. Well, I mean, uh, I've never seen the movie, so I'll uh, just have to take your word no, for we it. I might have to add that to the list at some point. <laughs> it's a great movie. Um, but yeah, so I'm expecting weird and silly and probably a lot of cameos. Yep. Yeah. Okay. All right, let's do it. Woo! Welcome back. We just finished watching Brazil. Can I get some thoughts, everybody? Um, it was interesting. It was a wild freaking movie. Yeah, it's pretty weird. <laughs> yeah, I'll accept that. I'll, yeah, I'll accept that. Your um, your uh, description of it as uh, Monty Python does 1984. Um, um, that wasn't what I was expecting. I it was accurate and inaccurate at the same time because it didn't necessarily feel like Python style humor. Oh yeah, definitely um, not. But uh, so yeah, I was expecting something a little bit different. But yeah, it's definitely uh, um, pretty whack. Yeah. When you say whack, do you mean in a bad way or a good way? In a good way, I would say it's more. So it's like it felt more like. I don't know. I'm trying to think. It feels like stuff. experimental theater. Yeah. So there's traditional. Well, there are many different forms of theater. Fun fact. Mm -hmm. um, it's not all the same type of theater. Like you buy your ticket, you go see a show and all that type of stuff. There's a section of it that's like experimental theater where I never really got into it when I was in school. It was like the one that I did not connect with the most. Mm -hmm. um, so... Um, and some people are really drawn to it. They just have a mind for something like that, and that's really cool. 
Um, but it's basically like experimental theaters are using crazy concepts or using crazy visuals. Like things don't make sense on purpose to try mm-hmm. and get a different point across. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. That's what it felt like to me. It's like, oh, I'm back in school and I'm watching a two hour thing on experimental theater <laughs> for yeah. this particular concept. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, there are aspects of it that definitely felt like satire, but yeah. um, it also just felt more ridiculous for the sake of ridiculous. Kind of like um, yeah. Fifth Element. Like, is is clearly a sci-fi movie, but then there are aspects of it that are just very over the top and ridiculous and designed yeah. to be weird and silly and um, yeah. But but Fifth Element doesn't does also doesn't have that much of a satire feel to it. Yeah. Well, Jesus, I'm just batting a thousand with you two. Final <laughs> Destination and now Brazil. Oof. Okay. I, I tough am, crowd. Tough crowd. <laughs> I enjoyed it, but yeah. I mean, it was interesting to watch because I would never pick. I would never watch that on my own. Like yeah. that's not something I would. I would. That's not something I would ever like say. This is a great thing for me to watch right now. Yeah. So I appreciate being exposed to it. But is it my favorite thing to watch? Nah, probably not. So, just just for contrast, with with Final Destination, you said something similar, which was I would never choose to watch this. Right? Are you? Would you say you're at least glad that you've seen Brazil? Yeah. I would say I'm glad to have seen Brazil because apparently that thing was nominated for a couple of Oscars. Yeah, didn't win, just nominated, but yeah. Yeah, which uh, I guess for me in today's day and age, given some of the stuff that I've seen, like to me that kind of boggles my mind because <laughs> most of the stuff that I hear about getting Oscar nominations are like historical, sappy. Very mainstream. Mainstream stuff. stuff. And then turn around and hear about Brazil getting nominated yeah. for a couple of Oscars. I'm like, oh, all right. For something so Maybe avant-garde. the Academy can branch out every couple of decades. So, yeah. 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 I'm, I, I guess we will jump over into favorite things because I really don't know how else to push the discussion. <laughs> I, I feel like you guys have basically said what you want to say on that point. So. Did, did, did you want to say anything? I mean, it was the movie you chose. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I guess I can. I just, I always get nervous. I know that sounds weird. I get nervous presenting my thoughts and opinions because I feel like in many regards, I am, at least when it comes to this subject, sort of the clown outsider picking weird shit to watch that doesn't resonate or click with anyone else. And it's not even just about you two. It's when it comes to film in general, I often feel like an outsider staring in. So it's it's very difficult for me to feel comfortable presenting an opinion, especially on something that I've actually chosen. I mean, I'd say that's accurate, but at the same time, that movie was also nominated for a couple of Oscars. So clearly, some people can appreciate that style. Yeah, and so, it's, got, it's got a yeah. 7.9 on IMDb. Exactly. So just because it's not necessarily our particular cup of tea does not mean that we should not watch it and talk about it and appreciate it for whatever it is. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I, I guess my big thing is I absolutely adore how it... It doesn't necessarily slam or deride the genre of dystopian fiction, but it rides this edge of acknowledging the inherent weirdness and insanity of it, the Mm -hmm. silliness, while still choosing to engage it as a very serious subject. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I mean, because like I pointed it out while we were watching it. There were aspects, I mean, not all the time, but there was uh, certain times where they played that real, real jazzy music where it was just like, this is obviously a nod yeah. to Blade Runner. Right. <laughs> yeah. This yeah. Is, you, you could, you could exchange the music from the two movies and I would not have noticed. Yeah. yeah. And 
even with uh, that comparison, actually, <clears throat> in Blade Runner, there's infamously unpopular voiceover narration, uh-huh. which you'll notice during those scenes, uh, Brazil did pretty much the exact same thing. It it engaged in more overlap of that medium. There was voiceover there, too. Mm-hmm. Um, very, very sparse, but still. Um, there was something else I was going to say, and now it's gone, so I'm, I'm just going to... See if there's anything. It'll come else. back. It'll come back as we're talking. I'm sure. Hopefully. hopefully. So, who, who wants to pick up this ball that I've thrown out there? Are we going to favorites or just random discussion still? Uh, <laughs> w- whichever, I guess. Okay. Well, I'll say my favorite thing first. Cool. Okay. Um, I liked the ending. Uh, I I thought because so many times you know. Uh, spoiler alert yeah yeah (laughs) as is typical through here (laughs) yeah with our show we generally assume you've watched the movie because it's not like we we give you a plot summary (laughs) i think we did for one movie and then we and then we completely abandoned that um yeah i'm trying to yeah princess Princess monoroke the first episode and then after that we're just like "Mm, well fuck it (laughs) you know what you're in for and you don't necessarily (laughs) need to go in order for these things so Yeah. yeah um but yeah, I liked the ending. Um, because as they're going into the ending, and it seems like it's going to be a happy ending. Yeah, it felt like a cop out to me. <laughs> yeah, I was just like, yeah, yeah. I was just what? like, kind of like, oh, okay, whatever. And then for it to kind of like pan back, and then for it to be like, oh no, he's completely lost his mind. He's uh, this is yeah. this happy ending is just in his head. I was just like, yes, yeah. that makes sense. Yep, yeah, that's. That's accurate. And then it also, you know, all that ridiculousness that they're kind of hinting at at the end and, like, inexplicable things happening. And I was just like, what? He's really losing his mind. And then the end is like, oh, okay, yes, he was actually losing his mind. I, yeah, I thought, yeah. That, I thought that was interesting, too, because yeah. the entire, I thought, like, again, for me, I don't necessarily click with things that are more along the side of, like, experimental theater in my, uh-huh. in my brain, anyway, yeah. even though I know this is a movie and not a stage show. Um, but I thought the ending, like, had they ended it where, like, everything was fine i would have been like but how what what (laughs) what yeah so for them to come back and be like no he like lost it and things i think that makes it more interesting because then you can go back and question okay well how long have you been torturing him because for all i know that could have been the entire freaking movie yeah which also pisses me off yeah (laughs) like that time when he almost went through the wrong door yeah it's like that could have been when it started yep or it could have been even earlier than that like this movie could have started like with his like freaking crazy dream like his mind trying to make sense of everything that's going on and you know come back like having flashbacks of what happened in reality and how he got to this point so the mind trying to make sense of everything mm-hmm. which you know how does the mind do that that yeah. whole debate so yeah i think had they left it at the whole a happy ending thing i would have been like that was i would have felt i think i would have been more pissed off because it would have felt like a bigger waste of time yeah that um it that would have i think kind of changed how i felt about the rest of the movie yeah but the way they ended it um yeah yeah really because if it was that if it was the ending where everything is like happy go lucky and gets the girl and everything is fine yeah it's like okay so then everything that happened before it to me was kind of pointless like all the weird shit that happened i don't see the need for that yeah like we could have just skipped ahead of all of that to yeah. get to this point. Yeah. And it just, because, because I mean, like, the tone, it like it likes to be really serious at times and really yeah. silly at other times. Right. And then to pay, to, to finish it off with just a, oh, and everything's happily ever after. Yeah. It just, it would have, it wouldn't have been a satisfying ending. Right. To me. Yeah. Right. Whereas if they pan back to him, like, actually being tortured and then the mind just basically broke and it can't take mm-hmm. it anymore, that makes all the other weird shit make some sense. Yeah. So it makes it feel like it's worth it. Yeah. 
It's actually interesting because there's a... I'm not sure if I want to call it a small movement because I don't know how big the movement actually is. Uh-huh. But there are a lot of fans of this film because, I mean, you hit the nail on the head. There is a cult following for this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of fans actually do consider this, in a weird sense, the quote-unquote happy ending because... Can you imagine how much worse it would have been if he didn't manage to lose his mind and escape? Right, which is which is yeah, again calling right, and yeah. that's calling into like how does the mind deal with really traumatic shit yeah. that it's yeah. going through? It's going to form a way to escape. You yeah. get a whole bunch of theories for that dissociative identity, like as far as respond, like how your brain responds to trauma. I think that's an interesting point that the movie makes. Yeah, because so. like in um in, in 1984, um, uh, Winston, um, his mind doesn't break. I mean, not like not like uh, Sam's does, but like he's a uh, oh god. It's been so long since I've read 1984. Um, the rats. He's scared of rats. Right, and yep. that's how that's like his thing. And of course, it's 1984, so they know what his fear is, and that's how they get him to break. But he still got his mind afterward. He remembers everything, you right, know? Right. Is, is that better? No. <laughs> no. Uh, probably not. <laughs> I mean, that's why there's such thing as, um, like, a twilight surgery where you right. it makes you forget. Like, you're not necessarily going under or whatever, but when you come back, yeah. you've forgotten it all. So it doesn't really matter what happened. Yeah, right. Or, or doesn't. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> and actually, similarly, the same question of is it worse to remember and to know comes up in Shutter Island. Have you have you seen that movie? No, but it's the one with Leo, right? Yeah, yeah. So are are you comfortable with spoilers, or do you want me to dodge around that? Dodge spoil spoilers because I I mean I might see it eventually. Okay, then I the I can't continue with that any further. Just okay. know that a very similar subject comes up, and it is sort of left on a similar note. Oh, isn't it? Because oh. in in Shutter Island, he he thinks he's investigating something, but it turns out he's a patient. Yes, but okay. it, it goes a hair further. Since you know that much, I'll at least tell you this. Okay. Uh, at the very ending, the big question of whether or not this therapy technique that they tried worked mm-hmm. comes down to if it has failed, he's going to be lobotomized because he is a dangerous patient. Mm-hmm. If it has worked, then they can continue to help him, but he has to live with this knowledge for the rest of his life. Mm-hmm. So he chooses to pretend that he is still sick. And Mark Ruffalo's character is the only person who gets even a clue that that's the case. Uh Uh, Leo's character lets it faintly slip. Yeah, no, I know what the fuck has happened. I've been fixed. I don't want to live this way knowing that I am a monster. It's better to die a man than to live a monster. Hmm. And like like I said, there's that weird parallel even there between these movies. Uh So, yeah, the, the mind is a fascinating thing that... It's a lot of fun to write about. That's the most vague basic statement in the world, but I'm sticking with it. <laughs> yeah. So what's your favorite thing? Mm-hmm. I mean, you picked the movie. <laughs> On the complete flip side, away from the actual story beats, which... Oh, I thought I was going to sneeze, and now it's not happening. Look and that's staying in. Look up at the light. Look <laughs> at the light. <laughs> and go blind? Why? The, it's supposed to... Because it's supposed to trigger your eyes to shut, which, like... Um, Something about the it makes the uh, muscles let me jump in. in. The light sensor of your eye is connected to the same reflex that causes you to sneeze, 
which is why certain people, if they go out into blinding bright sunlight, they will sneeze involuntarily, even if there was nothing going on in their nasal cavity. Oh, okay. I'll probably just sneeze later. So, okay. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, so even though I'm huge into story, obviously, it actually, in this case, my choice has almost nothing to do with story. I love this film's aesthetic. Mm. The entire notion of... It does have a very certain aesthetic to it. Yeah. Like, there's this notion of the most inconvenient, most inopportune, ineffectual technology possible combined with this 1920s, 1930s vibe. It just, it all carries itself so magnificently to create this world that is both progressive, or I I shouldn't say progressive, progressed, and completely backward at the same Mm -hmm. time. Mm -hmm. It's it's so indulgent and engaging to me. Yeah, 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 I really liked that also. um, The technology, in quotes, (laughs) just uh, looked ridiculous and such a pain in the ass. But then they also had, like, those pneumatic tubes, which were a thing that were popular for a time. Yeah. Um, And now you, like, only see them at bank drive throughs Right. (laughs) Yep. And in this movie. Yes. Um, (laughs) But, yeah, uh, I liked that also. And uh, just the... (laughs) ridiculous paperwork oh my god i i i hate it and that's why i love it yeah Yeah. i was gonna say but it makes so much sense i'm like i can relate to this on an emotional level and that's pretty sad (laughs) and that's that's why this movie holds itself together so well and why it's still so beloved amongst a handful of people is once you've seen it you feel it on a deep emotional level. Whether or not you can necessarily relate to it or you like the particular film style, at the end of the day, you feel it in your bones. Just this frustration. And speaking of the look of the film, um, I found it really interesting. Um, Obviously, the cast is a mix of, uh, you know, English and American actors. Right. Um, But it was directed by Terry Gilliam, or Gilliam. Gilliam, Um, yep. I never remember which is correct. (laughs) Uh, The American Python of Monty Mm -hmm. Python. But it looks so distinctively British. Like, it doesn't look like an American film. No. See, that's just it. To British audiences, mm-hmm. it doesn't look like a British film either. Really? Yeah. It, it was specifically made... T- Terry was very, very smart about this. I uh-huh. say as if I know him. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's my good friend Terry that I've never met. <laughs> Shout out. He was very, very careful with the way that he prepared this, which uh-huh. is relating actually right back into the technology again. It's not now, it's not then, it's not here, it's not there. It is nowhere and everywhere. It's no when and every when at the same time. Hmm. It was very purposely created so that you don't know where it is. It could be five minutes from London or five minutes from San Francisco. It's somehow both Hmm. at the same time. Yeah, it just, uh, like, older BBC shows have a very particular look to them to me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, and I just, I was watching a couple, um, not old Doctor Who, but like older new Who, um, that had David Tennant in them. I was yep. watching him yesterday and, uh, and it has like that kind of something like a softness to it, you know, with not a lot of, sh- uh, I, I don't know, film terminology, <laughs> <laughs> but it's not, it's not, the picture's not really sharp. It's got a softness to it. I mean, um, that's honestly, it's going to sound bad. That's just because I've got an old ass DVD. Um, it could be. Yeah. A, a lot of. Uh, American television or newer television in general mm-hmm. ends up being filmed with very, very detail-oriented, high-definition cameras. Uh-huh. Um, <clears throat> bless you. Oh, that was a cough. I know. But I said bless you anyway. Fuck I don't want to be blessed. Anyway. Um, mm-hmm. Fuck you. <laughs> Should I say fuck you when you cough and sneeze now? 
Yeah. Okay, I'll remember that. Ellie, um, help me remember that. Sure. I'm taking notes. Write down. Yeah. What about you when you sneeze? If that sneeze eventually comes out, should I say fuck you or bless you? Bless no, you. Say what? shit okay. and piss. No. <laughs> <laughs> Bran looks so terrified. What? No. I don't want to do that. Elle knows why. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, it's a reference to a TV show that you don't watch. You're correct. Because you're a the fool. Reference. Yeah. A sucker. Shout out to Taskmaster. We like it a lot. Yeah. We love you, Alex Horde. Little Alex Horde. Anyway, okay. We're gonna have to show you that at some point. I, I, you did show me one episode of it. Oh, one that's episode, right. just yeah. not the not the season that we just quoted from. I think my favorite thing was like the concept itself. Like as far as yeah. like you know, like the whole argument of like conforming to something that you know is shit and or like being someone who's kind of like the outcast, but everybody sees you as a horrible person because you won't just follow the rules like everybody else. Mm-hmm. I think that I think I could appreciate that probably more than anything else in the film. I wouldn't say it was executed the way that I would have liked to have seen. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think as far as conceptually, especially in, for like movies like this, the thing that can frustrate me the most is if I just can't follow what the fuck is going on. And that could have easily happened here. And yeah. I don't think that it did. I think there were times where I was just like, yep, that's weird. And I'm going to write that off as weird and move on. <laughs> but overall, the overarching like story and concepts and things like that, I could still keep up with what was going on. Mm-hmm. So I think that was probably my favorite thing. Didn't yeah. make me feel totally stupid. <laughs> Yeah, it definitely, like, it started to threaten to be hard to follow at right. times, but then it, 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 it steered itself back, you know, right. on course. Yeah. It had a it, few close calls. Yeah. <laughs> it definitely indulges in its silliness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I enjoyed the humor a lot. Um, the two mothers? Oh, man. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> and the two who were trying to set their kids up. And, right. And, like, he thinks that the girl, like, she's like, no, no, no. I, I don't, don't like, like you either. either. <laughs> I don't, no, it's all right. I get it. I don't like you. <laughs> Mm. least favorite things um so for me my least favorite thing is it's kind of inexplicable how the lady jill just all of a sudden falls for sam yeah it's one of those forced love plots that's just like this weird ass guy has been following you and is writing i love you on your truck you've never met him before today and you're just like okay yeah now we're together i mean don't get me wrong the way she started Yes, was, was great. But then she just. But then it flipped. was just like, yeah. okay, there's something to it because this guy like tried to save my life and all that type of stuff. So I need to at least go find out more. But it went from going to find out more to just having sex. Yes, to being like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I'm, I'm about like, this. and I'm like, mm. damn, I was so close to liking this character. <laughs> yeah. Shit. Yeah. Oh well. Yeah, that and uh, I think the movie could have been about 20 minutes shorter, 20 to 30 20? minutes shorter. That's being generous. I was gonna say, <laughs> I was gonna say a lot shorter. Yeah. I feel like the dilemma is in order to actually build up a believable relationship, you need a lot of time with a couple in order to actually sort of feel them out and feel actual chemistry there. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Um, it, as it stands, no, the film currently doesn't have enough time in the way that it's structured to build up that relationship properly. Well, I mean, even if they tried to do that, it, it'd be like a three-hour movie. Yeah. And I just, and I'm gonna tell you right now, if but, that had happened, I'd be like, all right, I'm, I can, I get it. We can, we can talk now. <laughs> we don't, we don't need to keep it going. Yeah. But, yeah, so I get why they may not have explored it, just because I'm sure they were dealing with certain time constraints and everything. But with things of that nature it made me wonder if her character was necessary at all 
like you could have found other ways to do this other than the love angle maybe not i don't know that's just a thought that i had I i think the love angle works for the most part uh but to continue what i was saying previously um the the fact is you need more time in order to develop a relationship like that properly but as it is the film as you pointed out is quite long and as it was both of you were getting fidgety and impatient with the damn thing even though yes the weakest element was the relationship but it was also the driving force behind the whole thing yeah yeah it was an important element i just um wish it had been handled a little bit differently well, it also, I mean, anybody that's seen it, if we're, you can take it back to, like, if it's the mind, like, putting things together, it could have, there could have been, in theory, quote, there could have been shit that went down that the mind is just not, like, showing. Mm. There could have been a whole nother thing that happened yeah. between them. But if he's being tortured and just trying to remember shit that's actually important uh-huh. or that's trying to be forced out of him they don't really give a shit about yeah. your relationship. They just want to know where the chick is or something like that. Yeah, you know, you know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. I, I guess you could make that argument, but yeah, I agree. As far as like watching it and like her character and things like that, I was like, that's a little bit too, that one, that one I couldn't suspend my disbelief on everything else. <laughs> ironically, yeah. I was just like, I'm willing to go along for the ride. Yeah. Not nah, some creep. I do not know jumps into my truck and like is Talking about all the... No, it didn't work for me, but yeah. that's just me. Yeah, but, like, so when he brings her back to his mom's place, if they weren't immediately, like, if they weren't immediately trying to jump each other's bones, if right. they were, if she would have been, like, you know, still, like, apprehensive. Right. But, it like, could have worked okay, more. I'm safe. And then I'm he's listening, like, yeah. so talk. Yeah. And then he, But then he's like, oh, I know how to save you, and then he leaves, and then he comes back and, like, explains to her, and then they're interrupted, and, you know, yeah. and she gets shot or doesn't get shot, whoever knows. Yeah, right. <laughs> what happens there, like, that's... If I was if I was the director of this film, I would have done it. <laughs> yeah. So I just Yeah, I just I get the point. I'm just saying yeah. there are ways that they could argue it if this guy's being tortured the whole time, that yeah. would probably be something that Yeah. And also for the sake of time for the actual movie itself. Yeah. But Morgan Octavius no. <laughs> I dimly remember having a conversation with you where you told me that I chose that as my made-up middle name. No, 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 no. I chose it as your made-up middle name. <laughs> this is the fourth time I've used it. The first time you didn't like it. The second time you did like it. The third time you didn't like it again. What about this time? I dig it. What's the tally? Baffled. Baffled. Okay. We're we'll put it at a zero. Oh. Ellie's counts as two. So, uh... <laughs> I'm putting that down as points. I need I need my paper. paper. <laughs> Your paper's on the ground. Not, not that paper. Okay, not that paper. But yeah, I still... There was also one time you asked to change it to Octavio versus Octavius, but I think Octavius is better. I like Octavius. Yeah. I think Octavio is not going to work as well. Yeah. What did I say, Octavio? Octavio oh. sucks. There you go. Yeah, see? Look at this man. He just, <laughs> yeah. what are the, the, the time you liked it, you're like, oh, I like it. Can it be Octavio? And I was like, no, 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 no. No. All right. Congratulations. You're at three points. Okay, no, no, no. I don't she, know what that no, means. Her, she doesn't have three points. Her, her, her vote counts as two points. But you can also give her two points if you'd like. I'll give her one point. You get one point from me for getting two votes. Okay. I don't, I don't know what that means. Yeah, you but... have you have two vo- votes um, towards the whether or not uh, Null likes his name. Gotcha. And you've got two points Got in the right. podcast because 
she gave you a point in the Princess Mononoke episode, and I gave you a point just now. No one has given me a point because I'm garbage. I'd like to take three points away from Nell for being garbage. I'm sorry, we can't go into <laughs> negatives here. I, I refuse to go into negative. Well, okay. maybe, maybe I'll change my mind when I'm editing, but as of right okay. now, I refuse. Okay, whenever you get a point, I'll be sure to take it away. That's horrible. I'm a bad person. What can I say? Don't deduct points from me. Okay, what's your least favorite thing? <laughs> it's going to sound weird, especially considering how defensive I've been of the film overall. Honestly, I find the early dream sequences, the first two or three of them, just so exhaustingly fucking meaningless. Yeah. yeah. It's like, I understand that there is meaning. I understand that they contribute to the overall nature of the film and it's meaning and, significantly. And his personality and, you know, as a dreamer and that sort of thing, but yeah. But, my God, it's not interesting to watch. I no. hate saying that because I love this movie. I've loved it since I was 14, I think. Yeah. They but, definitely could have, like, trimmed those down so you get the essence of it without yeah. having to sit there for that long. Right. I agree. Like, yeah, they just go on and on yeah. for, what, like, five minutes per dream? I don't know if it's quite that long. But yeah, I mean, like, once once they get into the dreams more later, then, it, then it's, it it's, it's kind of like... It starts to make sense. It starts to make sense, and that's kind of the foundation of it. But yeah, those early ones definitely could have been shortened up a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Your turn. Oh, least favorite thing. Um, Probably... Oh, man. <sighs> going to get raked over the coals for this one. I didn't like the aesthetic of the film. It's just hmm. not my cup of tea. Yep, see, there go the demon eyes from Null. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. I, it's just, it, it really, I just don't care for the aesthetic. It doesn't really connect with me mm. as well. I don't like to... But the papers, L, the papers. But still, but... <laughs> the papers aren't necessarily the entire aesthetic. Les I papiers. Could, I could, I could papiers. connect with the papers. It's like all these freaking, like the tubings with the freaking. Pneumatic tubes. Yeah. Well, no, not the pneumatic ones. Like the, the heating, ducks. the ducks and shit and all the weird, like creepy food and stuff. And I just. Those are purposely unpleasant. You're not supposed to like those. I, I get it. But to the point where I'm just, it, it may. I, it made me disconnect with the movie. Mm. Like, I was not as interested in watching this movie because of all the aesthetically weird, not pleasant stuff that's going on. It mm. doesn't necessarily interest me to see stuff like that. It, it kind of, I had a disconnect from it. So, that's me, and now Noel hates me, so we might need to cut this one short. <laughs> <laughs> I may not be on the next episode. So, moving on to question number three... <laughs> All right. So. I, actually, before we do oh. continue, I'll go ahead and get your take on what she said. We already know my feelings on it without me even voicing them. I no. I mean, yeah. I, I, she's entitled to her opinion. If she doesn't like it, she doesn't like it. No, 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 that's not what I'm getting at. I'm I'm asking your opinion on that point. Not not do you think she is right or wrong? Your opinion on the point that she made about the aesthetics being repugnant. I'm. I mean, yeah, they're repugnant, but they're meant to be. Um. I just don't appreciate how, how the did words how did they you strike you can. is I, part of the film. When I'm we were just... talking about it earlier, I commented on it. I I like the aesthetic also. Oh okay. I, I, I like yeah, and like that. I said before, it kind of reminded me. There aspects of the um the aesthetic also like n not so much the um the obnoxious technology, but like the ducks and um and, and like the the police cars, the super boxy police cars. They reminded me of back on the topic of Fifth Element. I feel like Fifth Element was strongly inspired by a lot of aspects in this movie. Hmm. Um, 
also a lot of trash around in Fifth Element because because yeah. of a cutscene where there was like a trash strike or something like that. It's interesting the number of cutscenes there were on that movie and how yeah. much backstory it provides. Yeah, I, that would. Am I allowed to spoil that Fifth Element is on our list? Do we talk about that? I don't remember. I mean, I, usually we don't, but I mean, we can on occasion. Yeah. We, we did actually mention something to those effects in the Final Destination episode. There, mm. there was a moment where we were discussing a movie, and then you were like, oh, yeah, throw it on the list. And I was like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I don't remember what number it is, but Fifth Element is on the list. Better be. I think I told you to put it on the list. Oh, no, no it is. Okay. I know for a fact it is. And actually, I'm curious what the other movie was now. To the computer. Legally Blonde? Uh, no, stop spoiling things. Okay. Uh, I actually think it might have been the fifth element that you told me to add to the list. Oh, excellent. There you go. I can't remember for sure, but I feel like that was it. It's a good movie. Hmm. I feel like I already said that. Right. Moving on to the surprise question. Dun dun dun. dun, 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 dun. What you got? Oh, shit. Okay. Uh, that was an, that was a one. Oh. Uh, oh. A, a brand question. Ah, what is the very first question on the list? Swap out an existing cast member for a new one. Oh. Uh, okay, well. Damn. Should I start? Yeah, sure. since you seem okay. to have an idea. Um, as much as I like Jim Broadbent, I would have loved to see Stephen Fry playing that character. Hmm. Yes. You can. I mean, there's a lot of characters that I'd swap out with Stephen Fry, but that character in particular, I don't know why. Maybe it's... Be, you know what? He played a barber sort of a character in one episode of... Um, a uh, bit of Fry and Laurie, where uh, it's like he didn't know how to cut hair or something, so he was just like taking as much time as possible before he actually started cutting his hair. Uh. Um, and uh, yeah, but I think I think Stephen Fry would have been fantastic in that role. Similarly, I'm gonna sort of dip into the Python casting a little bit. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Mr. Helpman, I think. I mean, obviously, it would need to be a current version of this actor not the version that was actually alive at the time <laughs> old john cleese mm. would be fantastic as yeah. mr helpman yeah like if you grabbed john cleese at the time it's like no no no, way too young cast him <laughs> as jack instead yeah. but <laughs> no michael michael palin did fine as jack he, he did that's that's yeah. what i'm saying is if you were to stick john cleese in brazil uh-huh. the young version would have had to play jack and the old version could play Mr. Helpman. Mm. And if, if you could have both, it'd be hysterical and weird. And if we're if we're just casting members of the Python crew in there now, uh, I would have liked to see Eric Idle play uh, one of the uh, one of the um, Central Service guys. Bob Hoskins could keep his role, but the guy we didn't know who he was, he yeah. could have been Eric Idle. <laughs> An alternate take: Eric Idle as Dawson, the guy behind the desk that was he, weird and awkward. He would have also done that well, or like any of the guys behind the desk who are requiring paperwork. You yes. would have done well at that, I think. Just cast him as all the guys <laughs> requiring paperwork. <laughs> They're all a different character, but it's all the same actor. <laughs> Even better, they all have the same name. It might be the same character. We don't know. Yeah. We're just clones. We'll just clone him. Uh, Dawson 67. <laughs> One of them is just oozing green blood out his nose continuously, and he doesn't acknowledge it. Like, Sam's like, hey, you, you got a little something. And it's like, no, no, yeah. no, I'm fine. I'm, I'm fine. Yeah. Who would you cast as who? Oh, I'm not good at this question. A little too bad. Oh, stop staring at me like that. The good news is, depending on how things play out, you may only need to ever answer this once. <laughs> <laughs> um, the hard thing is I don't have a real replacement actor. It's just I've and I and I didn't hate. 
I didn't hit, that was actually that was up for one of my favorite things actually I went with the concept but I liked all of the actors yeah. and the roles that they played yeah I I mean I would like did it would it be my type of movie to watch no but yeah. I thought all the air actors were very committed and did yeah. a great job selling it so yeah. I didn't have an, a real issue with anybody I think the one that threw me the most was um um De Niro Yes. Mm. To me, I was just like, dude, I couldn't What's get over. What's he doing the- in this movie? Yeah, basically, that's where my mind was. I'm like, what the hell is Rob? What yeah. is Veneer doing in this movie? He's being a terrorist. Like, and don't get me wrong, I could see him as a terrorist. It's just in this particular movie. <laughs> This yeah, way, okay, Mr. De Niro's uh, lawyers. Um, she doesn't mean it. She's crazy. Please don't sue us. Oh yeah, no, 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 no. I don't mean like real. I mean he could definitely play a terrorist in another movie, and I could probably find it like super, super believable. He probably has. It's, just, I'm sure. Yeah, just we'll, we'll, like, we'll like pull up his or something of a terrorist. Uh, depending on how you define it, yes. Yeah. Uh, alternately, he's just a extremist lunatic out on a violent rampage. Right. So I don't know who I would want to replace him. That I might need to think on for yeah. a minute. I mean, but that was the one that threw me the most. Where yeah. I'm like, dude, that's De Niro. What is he doing in this movie? <laughs> yeah, I mean, like you said, though, I, it's not its not like that I disliked any members of right. the cast. It's just like I would have also liked to have seen this person in the movie. <laughs> right. I got you. Hmm. I'm puzzled. I'm trying to think of I'm trying to think of options that would carry the same energy or at least do fairly well in it. Um... And I don't, and for people, again, I'll probably get, like, blasted for this. I'm not as familiar with the Monty Python crew. Like, Monty Python is not, I'm not as familiar with the comedy. I get, I've seen, like, the big stuff that everybody loves, Mm because you see the memes, and then I want to go see what that came from, and all that fun Mm -hmm. stuff. But I don't actually know the actors and the crew, and, like, the history, and who participates, and all that, not as well as you guys do. So I don't have that to draw on right (laughs) now. Honestly... Honestly, you'd be surprised. You're not going to get as blasted for it as you would think by really anybody because there's <laughs> there's two worlds, basically. Either you have been a diehard Monty Python fan since, like, the age of four. Or it's like, who? Yeah. Or you just... <laughs> Monty who? Yeah. Or you've just heard the name once in a passing crowd and you're like, that's a weird name. I wonder who that is. <laughs> Yeah, my but, parents yeah. liked it when I was growing up, and then I had a friend who had uh, who had DVDs of all the uh, Flying Circus episodes. So yeah, yeah. So sorry, I only kind of I didn't really answer the question, but that's the only thing that I could think of. So you know, hey, if someone wants to send me or send a request as to who could play that <laughs> instead of De Niro, I'd be open to reading. Well, why don't we help her recast De Niro? See, that's what I've been trying to think of is someone yeah. that could carry that same kind of energy, the same way. Yeah. But I'm I'm struggling with it because really anyone that again has he the, did well. That's not the point. The point yeah. is trying to recast it. Um, anyone that has that same type of energy is going to feel out of place to the rest of the movie because no one else in the movie has that kind of energy. Everyone else is like this, just laid back, langorious. I don't care. It's not my problem, and that's the problem mm. kind of attitude. But he's like, no, I do care. This is a problem. So I'm going to get in there. I'm going to do this thing that no one cares about except for me, heating and air. And then he's going to leave again in the most fucking panache theatrical way possible. I'm blanking on his name. Not Selleck. Burt Reynolds. Hmm. I could kind of see that. I could go for that. Null's still puzzled. Not <laughs> satisfied. No, no, I'm, I'm, I almost, it's going to sound nuts. I almost feel like Selick would fit really well in there too. Hmm. Especially because at the time. I think it's a mustache. Well, not, not just that. It's, <laughs> it's also. I'm that, just saying, they're all three, because De Niro, 
had yeah. a mustache in the role. Yeah. Uh, Burt Reynolds, I believe, is a mustached man, or was. He's dead. Um, and then Selick is, of course, entirely a, a mustache. Just one... <laughs> I'm picturing an entire one person mustache one, now. And no face. Disturbs one, me. Um, just facial hair. Sentient mustache. Yeah. Yeah. I'll take both those suggestions. There okay. you go. Either yeah. one of those. You know what they could do is they both could... Both at the same time. Yes. Could, no, I was going to say they have, uh, they have them alternating. Them yeah, I was just... going to say they just... All right, this is your scene, and then we're going to trade off. Well, I was thinking, like, take one costume, <laughs> like, shove both of them into the same costume. So, like... Do them together with the mustache. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You know they can't see. Yeah, I was going to say in a visual era, in an audio medium, that your uh, your miming didn't doesn't go. Describe the miming. Okay, so he flailed one arm around while going, and then he flailed the other arm around while going. It wasn't just arms; it was also legs. This is an important element. Your legs are below the table, so I wasn't to know that either. (laughs) This this is in your range of vision. Okay, but. I wasn't paying that much attention. <laughs> See, this is why I deal with. No one pays attention to me. I'm gonna <laughs> Can go, you blame us? I'm going to go to bed and have a nice cry now. Bye, guys. Oh, man. <laughs> no, he's still here. Don't worry. Yeah, oh, he's God still damn here. it. <laughs> um, anyway, I guess since uh, he wants to go cry, uh, we we do our things. Oh, wait. Final thoughts? Th- final thoughts? I think we did our final thoughts. I mean... Uh, I mean, no, but sure. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I... Like, I don't really I, have anything to add. I yeah, like, like Ellie said, said I'm glad I watched it. Um, yeah. I'm I, just glad you finally thought about this movie. Ha! <laughs> yeah, I, I, I enjoyed it. I <laughs> I don't know that I'd necessarily watch it again. I, like, it's not like I hated it, but I don't feel like it's a movie that necessarily needs a rewatch. Right. Um, for me. But, oh, poor Null. Puppy so dog eyes. You lose a point. Oh. <laughs> I don't have any points to yeah, lose. It's like you just twist the knife there, Bran. A bad friend. <laughs> Hashtag bad friend. Okay, Get it well, trending. If you uh, if you want to email the pod about uh, what a bad friend I am and uh, give uh, some new casting suggestions for um for for Bran for, <laughs> <laughs> for Robert De Niro's character in the movie, uh, you can email us at uh, lsl. L L Oh my god, you usually do this. <laughs> L-S-C. It just says email on here. It doesn't actually say what the email address is. Oh, LSCpod at gmail.com. There it is. You can yell it. at me personally on Twitter at Brandigan Star with two R's. You can, you know, make me feel better and say nice things to me over at MXM Null on Twitter. And I don't have either one of those things. I she just does. Up. Just leave her alone. Yeah. She doesn't want to be bothered. I just show up to talk about the movies. Yes. <laughs> uh, personal Twitter handles. We did that. Oh, the show Twitter handle is uh, is at LSC. I always get the letters mixed up in my head, so I have to be very careful. That's L- part of the tag. <laughs> L? Shut up. Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you very much, sir. Also part of the tag. <laughs> Listen, I don't know, I know how tag. Twitter let us get away Yeah, I was going to say, there's got to be a limit. <laughs> I'm sure there is. Anyway, it's at LSC pod. On Twitter. On Twitter. <laughs> Noel and I also do another show where we play a game he created called Midtown Mythos. The show is also ca- called Midtown Mythos, so as to not be very confusing. Uh, and you can follow that show for some reason on Twitter. I like to think that I'm funny. I'm not. Come take a listen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. We it's it's uh it's like um uh, it's a it's an actual play show. So uh, something you know like. Uh, like uh, the Adventure Zone or uh, Critical Film, Role, Critical or, Role uh, uh, Film Dungeons Re-Roll. and Randomness. Um, 
uh, join the party in the in that vein. But you know, any of those. Of, instead of playing Dungeons and Dragons, we play Midtown Mythos. It's urban fantasy horror, so spooky weird shit happens in the city, yo. Yeah. Whoop, whoop. Uh, so who's got the next movie? That would be you. What's? You, you don't remember your movie, do you? I don't. What is it? Oh boy. I well, thanks to... for listening to us yeah. and getting this far. Yeah. So close. Listen, we haven't recorded in like three weeks. Yeah, we, do, we are to... doing this around the holiday times. Yeah. By the time you listen to it, it will not be the holidays. I have to do a hint. Okay. Oh, my God. I didn't prepare a hint. <laughs> I didn't prepare a hint. The end. Tick tock, tick tock. Crunch time. Um, I'm feeling a lot of emotions right now. There's something going on inside my head. There might be a bunch of small critters who are all feeling individual emotions for me. Ah! And cut. <laughs> and I guess that's your hint. Thanks for listening to us. If you can't figure it out, don't worry. We weren't that prepared. <laughs>